Welcome to Two Truths and a Lie on the Handshake Media Network. My name's Uppy Chatterjee, your host, and this week we're here with El Fresh the Lion. What's yeah. going on, Mr. The Lion? A lot is going on. <laughs> What's been up? You've just dropped Alchemy after like three years. What have you been up to? Fill me in. Yeah, wow, it has been three years. It's been a long time since It went fast, hey, because I remember fast. when the album dropped. Yeah, I mean, Become was, was three years ago, and I only... Re- Realized it was such a long time when I had that, you know, Facebook memory pop mm. up. And was like, hey, three years ago, oh, this happened. And it was a picture of me holding the album. I was like, yo, that was three years yeah. ago. A lot's happened since then. You know, I've been traveling a lot. I've uh, been doing stuff with, particularly with YouTube, doing a yeah, Creators for Change program and being an ambassador for that program. Which You made a short film, great. didn't you? Yeah, I made a music video for him and a, a short documentary. And the documentary won... Um, uh, a couple of awards at the Made in the West Film Festival, which was dope. That's um, sick. So, you know, I've been busy doing that, doing stuff with the AFL um, and, and working on music and doing music-related things. Mm. But, uh, you know, behind the scenes, it was just kind of developing the next sound mm-hmm. and, 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 and wanting to get that right uh, and planning it all and, and all that jazz. So, you know, now I'm back with music and... Uh, I'm not going anywhere anytime you, soon. <laughs> you were doing a lot of like um, like youth social work and stuff as well, right? Like artist development programs and stuff? Yeah, I still do that. I mean, that that's that's something that is really important to mm. me. So one program at the moment that I'm doing with Campbelltown Arts Centre is a conscious artist development program mm-hmm. and that's supporting five hip-hop artists from Western Sydney. And so the art center represent, um, yeah, pretty much got to hold it down <laughs> for the area. There's so much talent in the region, and the the program is is trying to support artists who are already on that journey of becoming career artists, mm-hmm. uh, and just you know it, being there as a support mechanism and, and and network for them to to build, uh, continue to build their careers. Yeah, on. so a bit of a push a in the right direction. Yeah. Nice. Um, do you have an artist on there that we should watch out for? He's going to blow up in like two years. I can't just pick one. We pick five for a reason. Pick a all child. Of them, all pick of them. a child. I'm going to say all of them. Rebecca Hatch, <laughs> Jessica J, Mira, Zia Dala, and Nadine. They're all amazing. Oh, Mira's part of it too. Yeah, Mira's a part of it. They're all amazing in their own way, and they're all at different stages of their careers. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they're, they're all kicking goals and, you know, very exciting to be uh, around them and supporting them. Amazing. Can I just say how nice it is to have two brown people talking about yeah. music? Like, that doesn't happen. That's so freaking rare. Yeah. Last time was oh. me chatting to Echo Vandal. Word. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, the last time this happened for me was probably in that three-year period, BBC Asian Network in London. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, even just BBC, BBC London. for us yeah. always. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's good that's happening in this yeah. country. Well, awesome. Let's get into um, why we're here, which is our two truths and a lie. What is your first truth? So my introduction to music in terms of like playing publicly was playing the trombone in primary school. Wow. And not a lot of people know that. Yeah. Play the trombone. And I was in a school band. I remember... Going to, to school, I can't even remember what grade I was in school, but I remember rocking up to school and somehow deciding to play the trombone, but taking the big case 
Yeah, because they're freaking home. big, right? They're yeah, pretty they're, big. Probably bigger than I was. I was yeah. a pretty small kid, you mm. know. So like taking that, lugging that case home and being so excited about it. And, you know, I remember like, hey, dad, check this out. And opening it up and put, you have to assemble it. Mm. So assembling it, he's just looking at me so unimpressed, you know. What the hell is that? Brown dad, like, yo, what the hell is my son doing? Should be playing the violin. (laughs) (laughs) And I pick up the trombone. I have no idea how to play it yet. Mm. Put my mouth on the mouthpiece and I'm like. (laughs) And it makes no sound. It's just like air kind of, it's just just the most wackest sound. And he was just totally unimpressed and just walked out the room. I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. But I was still mad excited about it. So, you know, I played the trombone in the band. And you know what? Like, I actually got pretty good at it. Was it orchestra or like a like a rock band with a trombone? No, it wasn't a rock band. It was like, I can't even remember the, what we were playing. But, you know, it was classical because I remember having to learn how to read sheet music. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we were in orchestra kind of formation mm-hmm. with a brass section. And, and, you know, trombone was at the back. But I remember, yeah, getting pretty good at it to the point where, you know, I had my own solos. So, like, I had had moments in the pieces where I was like, yo, I had to stand up and play, yeah, whatever it was. (laughs) And I I remember during some of these songs, like, I I was learning how how to read sheet music. So, Mm. at the early stages, I didn't even know what I was reading, what I was playing. I just kind of was kind of, you know, guessing my way through it. But, you know, it it was a lot of fun. It, it taught me a lot about working with other musicians. It taught me it taught me how to read sheet music, um, and you know it was a it was a it was a fun journey. I don't remember, I can't remember how long it lasted. Maybe mm. six months or something. Oh shit! Only that long. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Oh, so you got really good in six months. Yeah, I got pretty good pretty quick. I mean, we weren't playing really hard stuff. <laughs> it was primary school you Twinkle, twinkle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was probably some stuff like that No, it was, it was some classical stuff Yeah But it was it was all real simple I uh, ended up leaving the school orchestra at some point And I remember the band orchestra leader, um, headmaster, whatever I can't remember his official title uh, what's, What are they called again? Um, Maestro no, the maestro, the guy, oh, the conductor, d- conductor. conductor. <laughs> I was thinking of Seinfeld. Yeah, the conductor. <laughs> um, being pretty upset about it, you know. Again, at that point, I was doing solos and stuff, yes. so he was like, His "Yo, star yeah. trombonist." Yeah, exactly. Who else is gonna do the trombone solos, man? He was, uh, he was pretty upset about it. And my, essentially, I think I kind of just lost interest. But my excuse to him was like, "I see myself being." a professional cricketer, I want to play, like, mm. focus on sport, and this is taking too much of time away from me being able to train yeah. and, and all that sort of stuff. So he was like, he gave me, I remember him giving me a mad lecture, and I'm just kind of standing there like, oh, yeah, whatever, but trying to, on the on front, like, I'm really considering all the things that he was saying, but he was like, you know, music is going to take you so far in life, music's going to be the thing, and, you know, it gives you so much skills, and, you know, blah, 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 and sport, what is sport? (laughs) (laughs) It's just running and being fit. (laughs) You don't need that. Yeah, he gave me a great lecture. I remember after that just being like, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 and then just running off and going to play. Yeah, and what did mum and dad say when you quit? Uh, I don't think they were, you know, here or there. You know, they were a bit here or there about it. You know, like, they, they didn't really care at that point, I don't think. I wasn't that invested in it. Um, Did they see, like, how good you got, though? 
They came to the shows, like they yeah. came to the school concerts and stuff yeah. like that. But again, you know, it's a, a world that they, they they didn't really understand. Mm. Um, and yeah, I, to be honest, I, I feel like because I had the solos, maybe I was I was all right. But again, thinking about it, I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty sure I didn't really know how to read sheet music. That well. <laughs> like maybe that was where I learned how to freestyle. <laughs> I got really good really fast in year six at recorder. Nice, like. I I joined this this primary school in year six, and there are all these people who had been playing from freaking year year two, and they were still in like the entry level group. And I joined, and within a year, I was in the advanced group. And I was like, "Haha, nice. I can play <laughs> recorder," which is like the dumbest instrument. Smashed them, smashed them. But um, yeah. Would you would you put a wee bit of trombone in your music now? That'd I'm be cool. Th- I'm trying to think if we have. Uh, we haven't. I would. We um when we were on WOMAD a couple years ago, we co- really connected and bonded with the Hot Eight Brass Band. Mm. And they're just, I they're love just brass bands, man. Yeah, they're fam now. So like we'd love. We've spoken about doing some stuff together. Like that would be so cool. And they their trombone play is amazing. So yeah, I can see it happening. Can you still play? Do you think? No. Just I, forgotten. It's gone. Yeah, I mean, it works out muscles in your lips, right, that you didn't even know you had. <laughs> so I haven't engaged those muscles. That's how you get those plump like, lips. Who yeah, needs right, fillers? Right, <laughs> right, exactly. I haven't done that since year six or Tell something. Tell Kylie Jenner to play the trombone. Play the trombone, for sure. Uh, you know, yeah, so I, I don't know if I could. Maybe I could get a sound out of it, but that's yeah, about it. that's about it. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, well, what's your, what's your second truth? So the second one was, yeah, like uh, – I wanted to be a pro athlete way before I wanted to be a, an mm. artist. And, you know, that was, I suppose, from a really young age, I wanted to be like a, I wanted to compete in the Olympics. That was my first dream, right. right? In what? I wanted to run. Mm-hmm. And I remember articulating that to my dad and my dad, you know, being pretty cool about it because, you know, I suppose in our culture, we've had successful people from, you know, Sikh backgrounds, you know, there's... um Oh, there's been a uh, lot Milka, of runners? Milka Singh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milka <laughs> Singh, man. Legendary. You yeah, know, right. Like, represented India and, you know, is, a, is, a, is an icon. So, you yeah, know, it's, I it's, know that. You know, it's not, it's not like um, foreign, right? It was something he could accept. Yeah, yeah. Like, our people have done it. <laughs> right, right, right. And so he was like, okay, cool. You know, I... I Let's let's see what your work ethic is like. And so I remember when I told him I wanted to run <laughs> in the Olympics. Such a curry dad oh, yeah. thing to say. <laughs> he took me. He took me to the local park, right? Yeah. And he's like, "Okay, we we get out the car, we get onto the field." He's like, "We're gonna train." I'm like, "Yeah, cool." He's like, "Okay, now go run." I was like, "He's like, yeah, just go run, do a bunch of laps." I was like, "Yo, I don't really want to do this." <laughs> I was like, man. Yeah, I've changed my mind. I yeah, made a maybe, maybe I'm not going to be a runner. Or maybe I, I did like half a lap and then I was like, yeah, no, I'm calling it. Mm. It's not my thing. Uh, but it, it transitioned from from that into to cricket. So cricket mm-hmm. was a big thing in my, my family in terms of like my cousins played. And, mm-hmm. you know, I was on the younger end of the spectrum when it came to my, my cousins. So and we were all super competitive. Yeah. And so, you know, from an early age, I was playing, you know, older, you know, cousins, relatives and stuff like that, which really kind of pushed me. And at some point, you know, in my teenage years, I was I was pretty good at it. So I was playing representative cricket, I was getting invited to state tryouts and stuff like that. So it was really like a big thing for me mm. to want to one day play for Australia. Yeah. Um, 
and was kind of on that pathway to at least to, to make it happen. I was working hard at it and all those sorts of things. But I had, I suppose two things happened at the same time. One was that I ended up getting an injury in my foot, which is like the most uninspiring injury mm. that you could possibly Just get. twist your ankle or something or? No, even like worse than that. Like his ingrown toenail. Oh. Right? Like his. That's the You're worst. like, what the hell? Like, oh yeah, man, people, you <laughs> You know, break your ankle, you tear your Achilles. Yeah, tell us your, tell us your, your battle story. You're like, I got an ingrown yeah, toenail. Yeah, ingrown toenail. So uninspiring. But, it, you know, it took me, I had to get it operated on. It took me out yeah, for like half hurt. a season. Yeah, man, it was painful. And it took me out for like half a season. When I came back, it was like a real uphill climb. It was at that point where, you know, for, for boys, you're at that age where you go through growth spurts. Mm. So everyone had gone through like a growth spurt. And so... It, the game was so much faster. Everyone was taller. Right. And I missed out that, that period, that window. So almost. I had to catch up and, and adapt. And as I was adapting, then I ended up getting one on my other foot. No. So I had to get another operation. Ow. And I was out for another season. When I came back again, it was just the, the, the gap was too much. So especially in like representative level mm-hmm. where, you know, in previous seasons before the injury, I was doing really well. Um and, you know, then coming back, it was it was such a struggle. And I remember, you know, my thing was I was a really quick bowler for my age. Yeah. And I could mm-hmm. bat, but I was a really quick bowler. And then when I came back, it was like, nah, you just average now. <laughs> like, Damn <laughs> oh, it. Shit, I lost my edge, you know. I yeah. lost the thing that made me, made me kind of excel. Indispensable in the team, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I learned a lot through that process because, like, you know, I, I did give up. Uh in that time, though, I also found music and creating music and being, you know, being an artist at that time as so well. how old, old would you have been? Like 15, 16? Yeah, about 14, 15. And so that was when I found hip-hop and started making mm. hip-hop music. So my passion, again, kind of shifted. But, you know, it taught me a lot from the standpoint of, you know, I, looking back at it now, I if I had, I suppose, the the will and the the discipline and the drive that I have now mm. back then, like I could have kept going, you know, yeah. like I, I reckon I could have, like if I could apply all the things that I apply now with my music to, to totally to then I was like, man, I could have, I could have been Usman Khawaja right now, you know, mm. like a, at that level. It's hard. Like teenagers, it's so hard to have that much dedication. Like I look at those, ice skaters who start from like age eight and yeah. practice like god knows how how many hours a day that takes so much energy and like personal i don't know motivation it's i i don't blame you like i think i would have done the same thing in fact i did on your first story i brought home a flute for like i think literally a week and yes had to assemble it couldn't be asked returned it <laughs> <laughs> for real yep but yeah, man, like I suppose you learn, right? Like mm. that experience taught me what it, you know, what I needed to to excel, especially in the face of, you know, disappointment. Mm. Um, do you yeah. still kind of play with your family, cricket? Not so much. Um, I, I can say I'm officially retired. <laughs> <laughs> I did play for a bit, you know, yeah. while I was, you know, in my late teens and, and early 20s. Just, you know, for fun with my cousins and stuff like that in, in open age competitions and stuff. But, no, I'm well past that. And, and you know, I love sport. I draw so much inspiration from mm. sport and all kinds of sports, you know, and really big on, you know, I've been following the, the Women's World Cup right now, which mm. has been amazing. 
Um, the, you know, tennis is just about to get into it. The cricket World Cup is happening. Origins happening. I'm big on AFL. So you love um, sport across basketball. the board, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, for the most part, mm. yeah. And um, when you started writing music, what did you start? Like, did you start writing poetry first, or like raps or beats? No, it was it was raps. Mm-hmm. It, it was raps for sure. So uh, you know, a lot of people have that journey of poetry to to, yeah. to rap, but for me, it was straight just into rap mm-hmm. and. And it was making beats at the same time. I didn't know anybody in my vicinity that made music, which is funny because looking back at it, I went to a high school and out of that high school was also one half of True Vibe Nation. Really? Yeah, and he was, you know... um, uh, That song slap. Yeah, yeah. You know, I got so a squat. For sure. <laughs> so Becky was, uh, was in my... It was two grades senior to me. mm and it's funny because I look back at that and I was performing in high school. So like performing songs that I wrote and produced and stuff like that. And, you know, he never once came up to me and was like, yo, I also make music and shit. And I was like, yo, how come? we wear tight now. So yeah. I'm like, bro, how come you never came up to me, man? I always thought I was the only one. Aww. I felt so alone. <laughs> he was just laughing at me. Could have collabed like years ago, yeah, 10 totally, years ago. Totally. Oh, um, funny. But yeah, so I didn't know anybody. I didn't think I knew anybody mm. who also did it. So... You know, I taught everything, taught myself everything, learned how to make beats. This is pre-YouTube, so I mm-hmm. couldn't, you know, video, search out videos, how to do stuff. So I was just kind of winging it and figuring it out um, and just, you know, fell in love with it to the point where as soon as I got home from school, was in my locked in my room, just, for, you know, losing track of time, yeah. not even eating just because I'm so, like, engrossed in what I'm doing. It just, be- I became obsessed. Yeah. And what did your parents think of that? They were cool. I mean, they were cool while I was in school because it wasn't distracting me from, like, doing well at school. Mm. If anything, it was helping me. Yeah, cool. Uh, It was, you know, I I remember using, you know, uh, for some subjects when I was struggling to remember stuff, I wrote songs about the things I was trying to remember. That's so clever. Yeah, so I was like, uh, for one of the essays in Modern History, for example, I had to write an essay about Albert Speer, this dude from Nazi Germany. Mm. I was like, yo, I can't remember his story at all. So I wrote a song about him. And then when I'm in the exam, I'm just sitting there, I'm like, yeah, wrapping it in my head, like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what happened. And then I could write my essay. Um, so if anything, it helped me. So they were cool with so long as it was yeah. there. Um, it, you know, it became a, 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 you know, a space for um, contesting, when I graduated from university and I was like, yo, I want to be a musician full time. And I moved to Melbourne. Um, and you know, there were some battles to be had there, but you know, credit to my parents, you know, like we're cool. We're really cool. We're all really tight. And Mm -hmm. you know, they, they're fully appreciative and supportive of what I do now that I'm able to sustain myself as a full time musician and they see the amount of work that I put into it. Um, they know it's so much more than writing a song and jumping up and down on stage. Exactly. Yeah. So much work that goes into it. That's awesome. All right. Well, let's get to your lie component. <laughs> what have you got? I know you don't lie. You're you're a good dude. You don't have many <laughs> lies. Yeah. I, you know, this one, I suppose, you know, is a, is a funny one because like, um, uh, and we were chatting a bit about this, this off air, like uh, whenever we go on tour, and have been going on tour over the years, you know, we traveled to a bunch of different places, obviously across Australia and Mira, who's one of my band members, uh, she is very much in tune with like her connection to, I suppose, spirit world mm. 
And she's very much about like, yeah, she's very much, you know, we get to a a hotel or Airbnb and she'll like burn some sage (laughs) and, you know, put crystals out and, you know, just kind of go around and, 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 you know, be like, hello house and talking to the walls and and (laughs) all that shit, right? Yeah, like she's into it. And so over the years and getting to know her and as we've toured as a band, you know, I, I will take the piss out of that Mm -hmm. so like we'd rock up to us you know i remember for groove in the mood for example when we drove to bunbury um after getting off the plane in perth and we rocked up to our our airbnb it was dark there's no street lights (laughs) you know it's real dark and there's no one around i'm like yo this place we're driving up like man this place is so haunted like, this place is going to be so haunted. We're going to, you know, we get inside and like, man, look at this picture on the wall. That's creepy. Or, <laughs> you know, like, man, I can feel something. And I just kind of would play into yeah, and ex- fully exaggerate whatever it was. I'd be like, man, I reckon somebody got murdered in that room. Just and getting into her head. Totally. And you just hear her from the other side of the house. And, you know, some of my other band members like MK1 getting into it. And we're all feeding it. And you can hear her on the other side of the house like, stop it. Shut up. She's no, like, I'm running out of sage, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I only so, brought one stick. To- yeah, totally. So I feed into it for so many years. And then ET20 in Melbourne. I'm staying at a hotel in Melbourne CBD. And I have my own like haunted hotel experience that messed me up. How long ago was this? ET20. This was last. Oh, wait. What are we now? Uh, was it last year? I think it was last year. Yeah, yeah last year. And so I, I, it's a full story, man. I rocked up to the hotel. I was on the flight with Joe Ride. So Joe Ride and I got to the hotel at Love the same that, time. He was on we, this podcast also. <laughs> I know. I mean, he's got stories too. He does. And we Cricket were. ones. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Uh, and we, we, uh, we got to the hotel together and we ended up getting to the room and we didn't know who was in what rooms or whatever. So we kind of just went in the same room and Zinzi Okenyo was there as mm-hmm. well. She'd already checked in. And so we're all in the room together. Just, um, and I remember, and looking at it in hindsight, I'm like, man, I should have probed on this a bit further. But like, Joe Rye walks in with his bag. Mm-hmm. It's a, like a two bedroom apartment. So there's like a living area, a kitchen, one bedroom and another bedroom. And he's walking in. I just remember him walking in with his travel bag, going mm-hmm. into the room that would have been my room and his room. And then he walks back out with his travel bag and just sits down on the on a on a couch. Yeah. And then eventually gets up and leaves. And I'm thinking to myself, Doesn't oh, say a thing. Yeah, doesn't say a thing. I'm like, oh maybe he's, you know, uncomfortable, you know, sharing a room with me. Like we we're we're cool, but we not, we haven't hung out like that. Mm. So I'm like, I can I can appreciate, you know, people's need for personal space with yeah. I'm like, oh whatever. I stay in the room, so I take my stuff in the room unpack i'm all good and um you know a day goes by we have you know uh, a bunch of stuff to do and then get back to the hotel that evening this was the night before the show Mm -hmm. so um my band hadn't arrived yet so mir and mk1 was still on their way from sydney they were coming the next day and so i'm in bed sleeping the first night and you know i couldn't get to bed Mm. At all. Like, I was just struggling to get to bed. It wasn't even hot or uncomfortable in terms of temperature. It was just, I just couldn't sleep. I was so restless. And, you know, I didn't think nothing of it. I just tried to kind of doze off. I thought, you know, new bed, new hotel, like, Maybe whatever. stressed about the gig or yeah. something, yeah. Yeah, whatever. 
and Okeno's in the next room and, and her mate's in the room as well. Uh, and, you know, so I'm like, they're probably asleep, so I'm not even going to get up and walk around or whatever. I don't want to disturb them. So I'm trying to doze off. You full on got me at the edge of my seat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like hooked. We just getting started, man. I'm so invested. We just getting started. So then it's like, I, 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 it's probably like 12 at this point, 12.30. I doze off. And uh, I end up waking up because I feel like someone's pushing down on me. Fuck off. Right? Like I feel like someone's pushing down on me and I can't move. And so at that point, I'm not sure if I'm awake or if I'm having a nightmare. Mm, like one of those, um, what do you call it when you can't move um, in your sleep? Um, per- sleep paralysis. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm not, again, I'm not reading too much into it. So, yeah. you know, I'm, uh, and it's, I'm still uncomfortable, but that feeling happened. And, and then I woke up or, I, you know, I, I, I think I was already awake, just kind of half asleep. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I, again, I didn't think too much mm. of it, tried to go back to sleep. This time it felt like someone was pushing my head into the pillow. Oh, my God. Right? It felt like, and this was like half an hour later, 10 minutes later, someone was pushing my head into the pillow and I couldn't move. And I was like, man, what the hell is going on right now? And uh, this time I'm for sure I'm awake. Yeah. Because you're just woken up. You're trying to get back to sleep. Right, right. And I'm like, man, this is messed up. Like, what's going on? And then I... I was like, again, I was like, okay, well, again, maybe I'm just really uncomfortable. I dozed off again and it happened again. And the pressure on my head was even more at that point. Whoa. I was like, no, I was like, nah, something's going on right now. So I kind of got up. I, I ended up flicking on one of the, the lights in the room. So the, the light was on. Were you and like actually sinking into the pillow? Yeah, for real. Like I just felt like I, and I couldn't move and I couldn't, I, you know, I, 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 I remember my heart beating fast. I was like, yeah. I was like, man, what's going on? And, you know, at that point, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, I don't know what what else to do, really. Mm. Like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm just kind of like, I'm invested in this, in this bed. Yeah, Something messed up is happening. Yeah. Right. But I still have my doubts, you know. Again, I still kind of had a, a bit of doubt. I tried to go back to sleep. And then it felt like someone was pulling me off the bed. At that point. And again, I couldn't move, but I just felt like I was being dragged. And I felt like a, I felt like a, like almost like there was a shadow at the edge of my bed. And at that point, I'm like, no, something's really messed up. And I'm trying to like, like yell out to Okeno for help. Yeah. Knowing she's in the next room. And Mm. I'm, but in my mind, I'm like, yo, you need like call Okenyo and I'm trying to but I can't move I can no my, sound no sound nothing's coming nothing's happening and and I'm just remember trying to like being pulled off that bed and I was like man this is messed up at that point I was like okay I, there's definitely there's something there's in this room living. that doesn't want me here so I got up I'm on my phone I'm like okay well what prayer do I need to recite in my and <laughs> seek faith that like you yeah. know that acknowledges spirits to yeah. let them know I'm not a threat or to, to, to well, you to, thought quickly yeah so I'm like googling on my phone I put prayers on I'm just sitting and by this time it's like 4 a.m. or something oh like my that. God. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to get any sleep. So let me just stay up and do some prayers and like kind of let this presence know that I'm not here to um, harm it. Mm. And, you know, then I, you know, as the, as the, 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 the day began, I'm like, I'm walking into different spaces because there's a walk-in wardrobe and a, a separate bathroom for this So room. later on in the morning? Yeah. So at this point I'm like, I'm having a shower, all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And I could really feel like, 
Now, the difference between that room and the rest of the apartment, like it genuinely felt a bit colder. Um, I told Kenya what happened. They were like, yo, that's so messed up. They're like, sorry, we couldn't help you. I was like, no, no, no. I was like, I was trying to call for help, but for whatever reason, I couldn't. And I texted Mira. I was like, yo, Mira, when you come, bring your crystals. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your crystals, bring your sage. sage. She was like, call me straight away. She's like, what happened? I was like, yo, this happened, man. She was like, yo, that's messed up. She was like, you got to tell him to give you a different room. Yeah, I'm so surprised that you stayed, dude. Man, I went I went downstairs and this was like the hilarious, most hilarious thing. I went to reception. I was like, yo, I need a different room. <laughs> <laughs> they asked you why. Yeah, they were like, why? Is something wrong with your room? Something we could fix? The TV not working or something like that? I was like, nah, it's nothing like that. <laughs> I was like, I just don't feel comfortable in the room. They're like, what do you mean? Like, what's going on? I was, you know, I was like, and I gave him a, like a, 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 a like a preface to what I was going to get into. I was like, look, I've never had an experience like this before. Yeah. And what I'm about to say sounds messed up. And I'm not even, I'm not even joking right now. I'm being so serious when I say yeah. this. I was like, there's a presence in that room that does not want to be there. And I could not sleep last night. And I recounted to them what happened and they were like trying not to laugh at me. Of shit. course. Like, oh, but it's like scary at the same time. It's like <laughs> unbelievable, but so scary. Yeah, totally. I was like, look, I would never bring this up. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm not even the type of dude, like if a bed, you know, like whatever, I'm not even that fussy. Like, and yeah, so that, that, that was a vibe. That was hilarious. We got in, we ended up getting a new room and. Uh, Mira came. She saged that new room. Did she <laughs> feel something in the room? No, she didn't go in that same room. But you know, I ended up bumping into Joyride later that evening at the ET. Oh yeah, gig, Joyride. Right? I forgot about him. So he, you know, and word had gotten out. So now I, I told a couple of different people. So I told Dale from the herd. I, you know, Kenya. Yeah. So com- this, this was happening. This conversation was happening, and one of Dale's actually it was an ET twenty talks event, and his, his, um. Sp- talk was about ghost stories so like there was this whole thing happening and um and so there was and so when i bumped into him i was like yo he was like man i heard what happened i was like bro can i ask you something he's like what i was like why did you leave the room when we yeah first got there because i was like i assumed that you know i'm like we're cool but like maybe we hadn't spent time you know like i'm totally cool with that and he was like no no no, i wasn't even like that he goes i he goes i walked in that room and i felt really anxious as soon as I walked in that room. That's so weird. And so I just walked out and got myself another room. And I was like, he goes, and to be honest, he goes, man, I didn't even think too much into it other than I just felt anxious when I walked yeah. into that room. But he goes, when I got my own room, I just felt so much better um, and safer. I was like, man, that's that's messed up. Holy crap. So moral of the story is don't take the piss out of your friends and, and feed into their fears yeah. by making up stories and because you'll need her one day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it comes back to bite you man comes back did to you, you do any research into the thing to see if nah, it's like a mantra you know what i mean like uh, in the city ask in, in tell. like it's it's yeah it's isn't it's nothing like oh my god creepy. is it near is it near the hospital it's the one on um i think it's burke street on the top end um of the CBD, I don't know if it's near a hospital. It's near like a a business, mm. like um food court yeah. area. Um, bro, I love that story, <laughs> but it also freaks me the hell out. Oh man, I had you know I remember Michelle 
I told Michelle Grace Hunda because she was yeah. shooting a gig and she texted me like uh, even just a couple months ago. She was like, yo, what was the name of that hotel you stayed in? <laughs> She's like, I'm I was not like, staying there. Well, I was like, oh, this was this is the name of the hotel. And she was like, oh, man, I just had a haunted hotel experience and I'm wondering if it was what? the same one. And I was like, yo. And, and she was like, oh, no, you said Melbourne. I'm in Brisbane or something. I was like, oh, snap. Um, okay. How many people have had... Ho- I got to get her on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Bloody hell. How you many could do people? a whole new segment. Ghost stories yeah, ghost from stories. musicians. <laughs> Very <Man>. niche. <laughs> yeah, totally. Wow. That's messed up. How, oh, this is last year, you said. Yeah, it was like that third, fourth quarter of last year. Oh, my God. That's when amazing. When 1820 Melbourne happened. Yeah, it was, it was heavy. Oh, shit. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> <laughs> that got heavy. Yeah, man. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> I'm like, how do we end on that note? That's like such a killer story. I don't know how anyone's going to top it. Well, to the spirit uh, from Mantra Hotel, I can't even remember the room number, which, which sucks, but it was room 200 something. If you're <laughs> listening, I forgive you, man. It's all love. Don't go creeping out nobody else. <laughs> but why didn't you want him in that bed? Yeah, man, I'm cool, man. What's the hate? Why, why the hate? Oh, <laughs> man. We all cool. He tried to kill you. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, he definitely didn't want me on that bed, that's for sure. Fuck. All right, thank you so much, <laughs> El Fresh the Lion, for being on our podcast um, this week. Thanks and uh, yeah, my pleasure. It's like literally my pleasure <laughs> to hear stories like that. That that is why I do this podcast. <laughs> um, make sure you like, review, um, and share the post. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>